Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. I am super excited you're here and even almost more excited about the guest that I have, Dr. Chanel Wilson. Um, she is a urologist, fellowship trained in urogynecology, and she is a doctor who is out there to change the world. And I'll tell you how in a second. So thank you so much, Dr. Wilson, for coming on today after your busy day, I'm sure, at work. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Nima. Absolutely. Okay. So my first question to you will be this, okay? You're a doc, you're a urologist, you're fellowship trained, you know, you have a great job, you're doing all this. And then you decide that there's this issue with lack of diversity in urology, and I'm going to fix it. <laughs> So tell me how you got there, because I'm going like, urology should have been enough. <laughs> well, actually, what happened was, the, similar, the story is pretty similar, but what really happened was I was in the end year of my fellowship, and I was about to start my private practice um, job, and I had wanted to go into academics initially, but just found that the, the workforce wasn't diverse enough, wasn't inclusive enough for me to feel like I would thrive. So I decided to go into private practice. And um, what happened was my brother, my brother was applying to urology and he had a lot of friends who knew that he had a sister who was in urology and were asking him questions. And I also had picked up some mentees along the way during my um, training. And they were asking questions about the upcoming application cycle when the COVID hit. So, you know, after just getting a lot of different questions from a lot of different students, but they kind of tended to be the same, I just decided to get a group of friends together and put on a webinar for the, the urology applicants. And essentially everything kind of blossomed from there in a way that I could never have expected. Okay. So now we're going to talk about all those ways you didn't expect because this is good. But I, I have a question that I'm sure some of my listeners are, are asking. It's like, urology, urogynecology, where did you find the time? Like webinar? Like mentees? A whole cycle? Like Where? So I would say it was, you know, the coronavirus just affected so many of us in a lot of, you know, unexpected ways. But I tried to find a silver lining out of it. And so the time came when we were quarantined at home. You know, my specialty is uh, basically mostly elective surgeries. So I was home and wanted to make a difference. And, you know, academics and mentorship was always my passion. And so it just it seemed very natural to do it when I had that time. So you had what I called the blessings of the pandemic, right? Like not that the pandemic was a blessing, right? Like that was a complete mess, but there are some things that we got out of it. So you turn that around. I love it. So you made a decision. I'm going to do a webinar. I'm going to help these people. And, and then what happens? So what are, what are all the ripple effects from that? Sure. So, you know, I kind of from there decided that, you know, what the issue was and 
And the issue in a lot of healthcare is, is that there just wasn't enough inclusivity. There weren't enough different minds who were in the field. And so that we just needed to diversify the field. We needed to help students, but not just students, help residents and help faculty attending community urologists and build a community within ourselves. And so I came up with a three-tier mentorship model um, to, to affect the recruitment, retention, and promotion of Black urologists. So recruiting them as medical students, retaining them um, as urology residents, trainees, making sure that enough of them go into academics, and then promoting those of us who are out here trying to make a difference for our community so that our patients can find us and so that students um, who are aspiring to be in our shoes can find us as well. And so just from kind of scratching all of this on a, on a notepad to typing it out to to connecting with uh, people who I didn't even know like a year and a half ago, just through the power of social media and through the um, connections I had made earlier, you just kind of blossomed from there. And I'm thinking, how did you know to do all that, right? Recruit, retain, promote. How did you know to do all that? I think that anyone who's in the minority in healthcare knows that that's what we need to do. Um, And so it's just been in me as a, as a woman of color who's been growing up in this country and is trained in, in the healthcare field, I know that the issues that we have, a lot of them stem from our lack of diversity. And so it really wasn't hard to come up with it at all. So the impressive thing is that you actually took action, right? Because yeah. we know what to do, but you did something about it. All right. So talk to me about what the problem is, because we've talked before, right? Because we were both in the EntreMD Business School community, but what is the problem? Is there not enough diversity in urology? What, what do the numbers look like? Sure. So um, there are about 13,000 urologists in the United States, and less than 300 of them are Black. And so that number ends up being about 2% of the urology workforce who's Black. And for Latinx, it's something like 3.9 when in the U.S. population, we represent 18.5% and 13.5% of the population. So there definitely wasn't enough population concordance within the work field. And we know that minority physicians are more likely to, to serve the, in their own communities, serve these underrepresented um, communities, these under-resourced communities are more likely to give back, to do more with less and have better outcomes. And so it just, you know, urology is a field that affects everybody. It affects the Black community in such a, in a prevalent way. We all are very aware of, the, of prostate cancer, but also urinary incontinence and prolapse, things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis in my practice. There's disparities in, in healthcare outcomes and resources that are given to these patients. And so diversifying the workforce would be a powerful way to get resources into those communities. So this is when Urology Unbound was, was born? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, so your your brother and his friends, they're all applying for urology. You come up with this plan, you scratch it on a notepad, you type it up, you talk to some people on social media, and you have a program, right? I love what entrepreneurship does, right? And I know it's a nonprofit, but still, right? You can create stuff out of nothing. Yeah. It's so fantastic. <laughs> you can- and as long as you don't tell yourself that it's not possible... Because that's what a lot of people do. They tell themselves, well, it'll never change. It's always been this way. But once you have a mindset of, of course it can change. We just need to figure it out. 
you start coming up with plans. And sure, if the plan doesn't work, at least you've tried something, you've learned from that, and you can move on from there. But, you know, as long as you don't limit yourself, the sky's the limit. Ugh. Okay, this is so good. All right, let's go back to your brother. So your brother and his friends, they come with you, all these questions, you set up the program, urology unbound, we're good to go. So, so then what happens? What do you do for them? And then what happens with them after that? The Urology Unbound came up with, we um, developed the R. Frank Jones Urology Interest Group, which is our pipeline program. And that's specifically for the medical students. Urology Unbound in general is for all um, Black urologists. And so we're developing programs for the residents and we're trying to form a community with all the Black urologists in the country so that we can support everybody in their stages. So with the R. Frank Jones Urology Interest Group, um, you know, we started having different webinars, telling them uh, how to prep and helping answering their questions about the upcoming um, um, application season. We developed an application polishing program that paired um, students with faculty urologists, you know, not just Black ones, urologists who want to make a difference in this space. And they reviewed their you know, personal statements and their CVs, helps them to get everything uh interview ready and gave them advice and, you know, and some, and some coaching that a lot of them don't have because they don't come from programs that have residencies. And so we also did mock virtual interviews because everything was virtual this year. Most of them have only ever interviewed for medical school. Other than that, you know, there's no experience with that kind of way of selling yourself because that's all really it is. They've all earned their spots. We're not doing anything to make them look better than they are. We're just giving them the the tools to be able to shine and to be able to present themselves so that the programs will know that, oh, this is the person you need. We were able to like connect students who needed research projects with faculty mentors who are, who had research projects that, that they wanted to have people work on with them. Um, and so students were able to get letters and recommendations after forming meaningful relationships with urologists all over the country and really just making everything much wider. You know, a lot before, everybody was limited by who, what's in their state, what's at their medical school. And now students who come and work with us, they don't have those limits. They can work with anyone from around the country and get what they need and the support. You are a rock star. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're a rock star. So you did all this stuff with them and then they had their match. And what happened? It was amazing. When I think about it, I still get chills. So we had 39 um, applicants. Uh, We have more students in the interest group because we have students of all years, but 39 of them were applying. And out of that, 31 of them matched, which is a 79% match rate, which is above the the urology overall match rate. That is crazy. So so how did that make you feel? Because it's not like you plan to do this stuff, right? This is you responding to a problem rather than saying, this is the way it's always going to be. It's not fair, blah, blah, blah. You're like, we're going to fix this. So then a 79% match rate, how did that make you feel? A lot of things. Like it made me feel hopeful, first and foremost, that maybe we really can change things. Maybe people who are in charge now really, they see the issues. They see that diversity is needed. And I mean, in some ways I was like, why didn't we do this sooner? You know, like how much more could this have been? And really a lot of the things that I'm doing now are, are the things that I wish that I had when I was going through. And so it was like, how much more of a community, how much more connected would we have been if we had done this earlier? But, you know, that's fine because yeah. we're connected now. Yeah. I mean, it also, it just, 
it was validating because you're just doing all this stuff, not knowing if it's going to match, you know, I mean, if it's going to work. And I mean, I was preparing for, okay, what are we going to do with our students who deserves to match? You know, they're amazing. We get to work with them and actually get to know them. And, you know, they should all be urologists. What are we going to do for them when things go the way they always have? And so when they didn't, it was just, it was just very validating. I was very proud uh, to be a urologist. Oh, that is so good. (laughs) I'm getting chills on your behalf. This is so good. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMDBusinessSchool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. So what other doors did that open, right? Because the thing about saying yes to something is you don't know all the things that will happen after it. You have no idea what the ripple effect is, right? So what else happened because you found a urology um, unbound, because you started making all these connections, because of the 79% match rate? Like, oh my goodness. It catapulted me into like the the urology frontline, like I I'd wanted to do academics to be able to mentor students. And so that when I would write a letter of recommendation for them, it would mean something. People would know who I was and knew that I, what I stood for was quality. And, you know, like when I decided to go into community practice, I, I felt like I was losing that, you know, and it, through that, I was able to get, you know, multiple speaking invitations at national conferences. And this is like, my first year out of fellowship, I mean, I'm not even a full year out of fellowship. <laughs> so I spoke at two national meetings on, on meaningful topics. Um, I've been able to do um, multiple research collaborations. I've been able to work with students to get some, um, some projects into, into a diversity issue that's coming out. And most surprisingly, I mean, just out of the blue for me, I was taken aback. I I ended up winning the 2021 Young Urologist uh, AUA Young Urologist of the Year award for the Southeast section, and I mean I was on vacation when I got the email, and so I was like I'm not opening any emails from work. I I just wasn't even going to look at it. But then of course you know you can't really tear yourself away, so I ended up looking at it, and I just was staring at the screen for like 20 minutes, just like. What what is th- what is this? Is this a joke? Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then my my uh, my office, the one of the, the the folks in the practice released the oh that I won this award, and so I'm like oh it really is real. <laughs> they know about it, so you know it's like my little pinch. So in the EntreMD world, we would consider you an intrapreneur, right? You you know, and what is this done? for your positioning at work, the way you're perceived, the way your ideas are taken, the value that's placed on you? Has that made any impact at all? 
For sure. I mean, everybody at my practice has been so supportive. They've all, you know, all called to congratulate. In fact, one of my partners was one of uh, the first donors to our Urology Unbound the donation page. I was just wow. like, oh my goodness, that's so, <laughs> that's so awesome. Went and released a statement and they're definitely trying to build a, you know, the center of voiding and sexual dysfunction, which is where I'm, you know, where the, my practice focuses on and really where I, tr- I truly shine. And they want to build that around me. And so it's been really great. I was in the hospital the other day and um, some of the surgical nurses were like, congratulations. And I mean, the, it, had, it had come out a month ago, but the, the press release just came out, I guess, a few weeks ago. And so I was like, what are you talking about? About what? And so I just didn't even realize that had it had extended that far. And so I know that will be great for my practice, you know, because I'm new in town and I'm trying to build my practice as well. And so patients can find me, know what I'm about and know that I'm there for them. I want you to take a second and just think about this. You're a year out and you're changing, right? Because you, you're changing urology. That's a whole field. Like people don't really sit down and think I'm going to change internal medicine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're, you're changing a whole field. What does this look like a decade from now? What doors would have opened? What changes could you have created? What students, what urologists will be out there thinking, if not for Dr. Wilson, I wouldn't have been here. If not for Dr. Wilson, I wouldn't even know this is a possibility. Like I wouldn't have had that research paper. Nobody would have opened a door for me to get mock interviews done with actual faculty. I mean, like it is so insane. I'm so excited for you, not just for what you're doing now, but for the snowball that I know is coming. That's what I'm excited about is the snowball. I tell people all the time, sometimes I feel a little like ashamed for taking so much credit because I'm like, well, I also did this for me to build a community around myself because like, I mean, the people that I've met all around the country, I've never met them face to face. And I consider some of them my closest friends who I go to and like vent to. And I'm able to, in my first year of practice, have a bunch of different people that I can call and run my cases by, ask them questions about how to like improve at work. And so like a lot of this was to build my own community. So I'm like, man, this is like the cherry on top like that I'm getting some an accolade for what I desperately needed. But I mean, you took the action. And for everybody listening, you're probably not thinking about changing urology, but there's some part of medicine that has been pulling at you and you're like, why doesn't somebody, why doesn't somebody, why doesn't somebody, maybe you're the somebody, maybe you embrace it. Maybe you have an experience like Dr. Wilson of being instrumental, being an instrumental part of change. And you can for that doctor that's thinking about it, but they're like, well, you know, Dr. Wilson, she's special. You know, that's why she did all that stuff. They're thinking they could do something, but they just think maybe they can't. What do you tell them? I tell them, of course you can. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I mean, it was hard in the beginning and it's still hard now, but like it's hard in a fun way. I love that. Hard in a fun way. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I mean, when you see the results, you don't, you just start forgetting about the roadblocks. You don't even remember them. It's just, okay, that's part of it. Because whenever you get a result, it's huge. And like you said, the ripple effect, like all of these students who matched this year, and they are never going to know 
a time when the community wasn't really together. You know, they're all like, oh, you know, this person is well known. And this, I'm like, we didn't know each other at all before this uh, last year. And so there's this whole generation of urologists who are never going to know that and they're going to feel connected to their community and they're going to want to stay in academics. And so just imagining how many more will go into academics because they have the support then how many more students they can reach because they're in a position to reach medical students and write letters of recommendation for them. And then, like you know, it's just, and then at the end of the day, how many more patients are going to get care? Like all of the treatments that we can have, we have for these quality of life issues because it's not just about you know, life and death. A lot of things that urology deals with is quality of life. So how many more patients are going to be affected by this? Like, it's worth it. Like, if you can, don't do it, just do it. Because even one little thing, even if I were to stop tomorrow, there's still all of these students who matched this time. Yeah. And the community is still connected whether I'm there or not. And so just one thing at all, like one little thing is worth it. So someone is thinking, what? I want to support what she's doing. How can we, the Doctors Changing Medicine community, how can we support what you're doing in fixing the diversity problem in urology? Well, you, if you want to volunteer with us, we have um, need of faculty advisors. We um, have need of stu- people who have resources on research for medical students. We have, um, we just have a lot of needs in the med ed sphere. So you can always reach out to us at urologyunbound at gmail.com. Our website is urologyunbound.org. Um, you can follow us on face, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's Urology Unbound. The interest group is a lot more active a page right now. So that's the R. Frank Jones Urology Interest Group. There's abbreviations for those, but you can also just link to those from the Urology Unbound pages. Excellent. And I heard you say one of your partners was your first donor. So you guys take donations as well? Definitely. When you go to our um, our website at urologyunbound.org, you'll find the donation uh, page there. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. If you want to find me, I'm at Georgia Urology. So that's just georgiaurology.com and uh, Chanel Wilson. I love it. I will link to all of those in the show notes. So lots of links, go check them out, people. And I want to invite you to support this mission because remember what we do in this community, we're out here to change medicine. So I usually end with this. I, at the end of every episode, I tell the doctors, I'm like, you're listening, you have to share this episode. And I believe that there's a million of us, okay? If we don't like the system, we can change it. There is a million (laughs) of us, right? So what would be your reason, the reason why every doctor listening should share this episode of the podcast? Because it'll help to diversify our workforce, finally. All right. You guys heard her. Okay. You need to diversify. And that is a huge change that needs to happen in medicine. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for what you do. And my belief is that this inspires us as physicians to kind of go like, you know, that thing I've been talking about, I felt like I needed to have it all together. But she said she just wrote all these things on scratch paper and then she typed it up and then she went to social media. I can do all of those things, (laughs) right? Post-it notes all over the place. Post-it notes everywhere. So my belief is some doc is going to take this and say, you know what? I wanted to be part of this kind of change. 
I'm going to take a whack at it. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a go. And then some other people are going to be like, I love what she's doing. I'm just going to join that mission. And that would be my way of changing medicine. So, so thank you so much for doing this. And for everybody listening, remember, we're not just a podcast. We're a movement. Be part of the movement. Do your piece and share this with your world. And I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine, one podcast episode at a time.